Praise the Lord from Pastor Strader at Lighthouse Church. Thanks for connecting with us through our podcast. Our prayer is that it's a blessing to you as we try to reach, equip, and mobilize Jesus' name disciples in Apache Junction, Arizona, and the surrounding region. Enjoy today's podcast and come back often. God bless you. We love you. Chapter 6, verse 19 through 21. And it goes like this. Lay not up for tra- yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through or nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. That's the word of God. So we're going to ask the question, where is your heart? Where is your heart? You may be seated. Um, you know, the heart that we're talking about is the seat of desire. At least that's the way I figure it. In other words, what you desire more than God becomes a sin to you or it becomes a weight to you. A lot of the stuff that we do is not sin, but if it keeps you from the house of God, or keeps you from your prayer life, or your Bible study, or working for God, then it becomes sin and a weight. So we're gonna be talking about all this this morning. Because I feel like that God wants us to give him our whole heart. I mean, our whole heart, our whole desire. Amen. God is not going to take anything less. He's not going to become second person, second person in your life. God's got to become first, number one, all the way before family Wife, children, grandkids, moms, dads, whoever you think about, all of those are secondary. The first thing in your heart and in your life should be God. Because he's the one that gives you health. He's the one that gives you the breath you breathe. I mean, you know, he gives us our hope. And he is an ever-present help in the time of trouble. So why wouldn't we want to put God in his rightful position? Amen. Now, we're going to turn to Jeremiah 17, 5 through 10. Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and maketh... 
flesh his arm and whose heart departeth from the Lord. You know, the one we're supposed to put our trust in is God. And our heart must be there all the time. It's, it can't, we can't be half-hearted. Let's put it that way. When it comes to serving God, we can't be half-hearted. Because he said, I'd rather you be hot or cold. Because if you're hot or cold, I mean cold, or even medium, it's going to spit you out. Now, God loves his people. God loves you so very much. And he proved his love when he went to the cross of Calvary. When he shed his life's blood, he proved his love to us. And the only way we can prove our love for him is to be faithful to the house of God, faithful to prayer, faithful living for him. You know, not just when we're in the church, but when we're out of the church, when we're walking around, we've got to be a Christian. We got to be like him. Some people say, well, I can't help it. I get mad and swear. Don't come with that junk to me. What's in the heart? Just because you contain it a while, but when you get mad, things start coming out. Where's it coming from? Out from the heart. So I'm, I'm here to tell you that God is a God that wants us to keep him there all the time. When we're in church, we got him here, but when we walk out those doors, uh, then it becomes a secondary, it becomes a secondary thing to us. No, we, we walk with God daily. And we, we take him everywhere we go because he's inside. If we got the Holy Ghost, we're walking with him. And if we got the Holy Ghost, we're talking with him. And so your, your conversation is going to be right. Your life's going to be right. Your walk's going to be right. Amen. And you're going to spit white. No dipping, snuffing. Chewing tobacco. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, let's go on. And said, for he shall be like the uh, heath in the desert and shall not see when God cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in the salt land, and not inhibited. That's the man that don't keep God in his heart. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be a tree as a tree planted by the waters that spreadeth out her roots by the river and shall not see them see when he cometh but her leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the airs of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. 
That means when you're going through a trial, when you're going through a test, you're still happy. You're still praising God. You're still not fussing and fighting and you're not... Amen. We're going to go through trials. We're going to have battles. We're going to have trials. We're going to have struggles. But you know what? God's there with us. We're going to be tried. It's pure gold tried in the fire. So he's turning up the heat. What do you do? You still stay faithful. This wishy-washy stuff has got to go. It can't be up and down, up and down. You got to get a level. Oh, you're going to hit some potholes. There's going to be some times when you, boom, but you don't stay there. The pothole just hits you one time and you go on. You understand what I'm saying? It, you're going to have some troubles when it just, boom, hits you once, you know, but you just keep going. You, you, don't, you don't let it stop you. And there might be some roads that goes a little bit, you know. But just keep going straight ahead because I don't think we got much further to go. The heart is deceitful. Hmm. Above all things. And it says, desperately wicked. Who can know it? Well, the Lord said, I know it. He said, I know your heart. I know your desires. I know what you want. You can fool the people some of the time. But you can't fool God none of the time. See, God knows your heart. God knows your heart. He knows what you want. You know, you see, some folks live for the pleasures of this world. You, you look at all these people, got boats and, 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 and I mean, got all these expensive toys and, 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 and all they want to do is have playtime. Others want to run off and go to go to places like, you know, that they probably shouldn't be there because they go along with LGTB or whatever it is, and they're against the church. But we spend money to get there. We spend money to get in. And when we get in, we spend lots of money in there, and we make them rich. Oh, I'm going to get myself in trouble. Stay out of church to go to these places. My God, what's wrong with us? Tell God how much we love him. We're living in a time when we better get back to the old past. We better reconsider our lives. I'm talking about the whole bunch of us. Yeah. 
I ain't talking just one. I'm talking about everybody that's trying to serve God because the devil is out there and he's putting up things. He's making the lights a lot brighter. And the pool is very much stronger. He knows he don't have much longer. And he's putting every effort because he don't have much longer to work. The Lord searched the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according, according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. See, God, it's, it's telling you right there. He's going to reward us. He knows our hearts. And he tries the reins. And he's even give every man according. He's going to give to you according. My God, I don't, I don't want some folks to payday. Amen. Whatsoever you sow, that shall you also reap. If it's all about this world, if it's all about the pleasures of this world, if it's all about the things of this world, what are you going to reap? Oh, well, we, we, put, we, we, we come to church most of the time. We come to the church bigger share of the time. We got to have pleasures for ourselves. You know, we, we, we put a whole lot into this thing. It's not putting a whole lot into it. We're supposed to be putting everything into it. We want the miracles. We want the signs. We want the wonders. We want the healings. We want to be able to see them throw away the crutches and throw away the wheelchairs and throw away all of these things. We want to see uh, even folks raised from the dead. We want to see the miracles. But I'm telling you right now, if we don't get our lives straightened out, we're not going to see what we need to see in this last days if we don't get rise above it. I believe it's time to shake ourselves, awaken ourselves, and understand it's not about us. It's about Him. Him. It's about Him. Our hearts, our life should be around Him. Amen. You see, God is a good God. God is a good God. In Matthew 6, 9 through 15. After this manner, therefore, pray ye. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed by, be thy name. Now, we know the prayer. All that is is an example for us to follow. Recognize that he is in heaven and that he has all power. Amen. And we want his will, not our will. Not our will. Be done on in earth as in as it is in heaven. 
Let's go to the next verse. Give us this day our daily bread. In other words, don't worry about tomorrow. And you can't do nothing about the past. Hear me. What you've done yesterday, you can repent of it, but you can't do nothing to erase it. You can't do a thing because whatever you've done in the past, it's there. God's forgiven you if you've asked him to. And I pray that, I pray that you have enough sense. I know the pastor said that one of our tools is to go to our brother and ask forgiveness. And I told him Sunday night, I said, you forgot something. Because if somebody wrongs you, they should never have to even come to you before you forgive them. Because if you begin to hold that against them, what happens, it brings a root of bitterness. And if, if bitterness can grow, or it will grow, let's put it this way, it, it, the root of bitterness can grow into a mountain of hate. So, first of all, no matter what somebody does to you, don't care what it is, Forgive them before they ever ask. Forgive them. Period. Just forgive them. We forgive men their trespasses. Your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Hear what I'm saying now. Because, but... If you, if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. So you see who you're hurting? You're not hurting them. You're hurting yourself. You've got to be able to have forgiveness in your heart. Because I'm going to be honest with you. If I make a mistake and I happen to get killed or die before I have a chance to repent, I want God to be as merciful as I've been at least that he's already forgiven me before I even ask. He's not asking you to do something he won't do. He will not ask you to do anything that he hasn't already done. God is a good God. He's so merciful and kind and loving and patient. He knows our heart. You see, you can't retain these things in your heart. You've got to get rid of them. Praise God. 
Proverbs 23, verse 7. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Oh, that's good. I think I'm a good person. That's not what it's saying. That's not what that word's saying. What that word is saying, the things you think about, the desires that you have that you think about, that's what he's saying. Amen. Keep your mind stayed on Jesus. That's what, that's what it's talking about. As a man thinketh in his heart. In other words, I'm thinking, hmm, now what can I do? Hmm. I, I, I need to have some pleasure. I need, I need to do this or I need to do that. I need to get even with... Anybody know what I'm talking about? Don't tell me you haven't had some of those thoughts. Yeah, we all have, but you can't keep them in there because as a fat man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Other words, you know, if you if you're evil, you're going to think evil things. Verse seventeen: Let not thine heart envy sinners. And this big one right here, now this is a big one. Because I've heard people say, man, look at that. That fellow, he, he's the rottenest individual in this world. But God's just blessing him and blessing him. Look at, look at look all he's got. I, I'm going to be honest with you. It's not what you get and gain in this world that's real valuable the most valuable thing is what you're laying up payday's coming I said payday's coming I said payday's coming we're, we're getting ready we're getting ready to be paid and I sure don't want to I don't want to lose out with God the Bible said if the righteous if the righteous scarcely that means barely if the righteous scarcely be saved where is the sinner? But it don't stop there. It said the ungodly. What are you talking about? What's ungodly? It's folks that think they're saved. It's folks that think they're living for God. And they might even be baptized in Jesus' name, might even be filled with the Holy Ghost. But they haven't crucified the flesh all the way. I'd rather give up a hundred things more than I had to than to keep one thing that would send me to hell. Hear me. God's, God's keeping record. Well, God, God, God's, God's, 
God's doing this, God's doing that. Yeah, He is. And just because you might be being blessed and might, because you might be, um, uh, you know, God's not spanking you, uh, that don't mean that God's happy with you or me. Let's put it that way. You see, when, you, when God's happy with you and you're in his good favor, uh, you that had kids, you know a little more about what I'm talking about. I had three. All three of them I thought was good kids, and I still think they were good, good kids. And some were a little better than others. Mm hmm. One was stubborn. Woo! I mean, stubborn. Oh, yeah. We tried to teach her some words, and. Uh, You'd say, refrigerator, refrigerator. Now it's refri refrigerator. Now it's refrigerator. Refrigerator. Now oh, it was, it's a refrigerator. Now, then some other words. I don't remember, but she had her mind made up what it was going to be. And there's uh, more than two ways around this mountain. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, there's, you know... But the different ones have different personalities. You understand what I'm saying? Then there are some that's plain out rebellious. And rebellion is sin. We all got our problems, don't get me wrong. Every one of us has got our problems as children of God. But don't look at others and think, hmm, I'm as good as they are. You don't judge yourself by anybody else. What God requires of you is different than maybe somebody else. He that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. There are some folks that haven't got a but got knowledgeable of what sin is uh, some things but I would be questioning my life if I was doing anything if I was watching other people and they weren't doing it I would ask God what, why, why is it what, what's going on here you understand what I'm saying if it's wrong for them Maybe it's wrong. And maybe God's talking to you about it. Maybe God will help you with it. Maybe you need to pray about it. Prayer always seems to be the answer. I have found that. I said prayer is always the answer. For every problem that you have, it's prayer is the answer. And then... Next thing comes is faithfulness. Prayer and then faithfulness. 
You got to be faithful in all things. Because who's he coming back after? I want to know. Who's the Lord coming back after? Those that are faithful. All right. Let's go to the 17th verse. I want to say, let not the heart envy sinners, but be thou in the fear of the Lord all the day long. And I have found out that a lot of people have absolutely just lost the fear of God. I mean, absolutely lost it. And we're supposed to walk in the fear of the Lord all the day long. Not just, not just part of it. All day long. Well, I, I, perfect love casts out fear. It doesn't say all fear. It's talking about the fears of this world, the fears of your body being something happening to it or something you know it's not talking because it said walk in the fear of the Lord and the comfort of the Holy Ghost God's fear is different than the fear of the world and the fear of the things of the world there's a difference so we've got to be very careful very careful Psalms 57 7 my heart is fixed. That's what we got to get it done, fixed. Get the heart fixed. Oh God, my heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise. God enjoys singing. Yeah. It doesn't matter, yeah, you know. I, Israel, they sang a different song, different way and all that. But as long as it's uplifting him and what he has done and what he's doing, as long as it's given him the praise and the honor and the glory and the thanksgiving, as long as that is going up, I might not like it. It might not appeal to me, but God says, I want you to sing. And we need, we need to have a song in the heart. We have a song in the heart. Psalms 101, 3 through 6. I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. Hear what I'm saying? Uh, some folks, these folks that, you know, use their phones, the internet, For purposes that are not righteous or holy, you know what I'm saying. Uh, 
I won't set those things before my eyes. I'm not going. I'm not going to do it. You know, there's a lot of wicked stuff on there. I mean, a lot of wicked stuff on there, and it's not getting any better. And it's not just the YouTube. It's not just the, uh, the internet. I got to say it. There's bigger shares of stuff on your TV. It's wicked. A forward heart shall depart from me. I will not, I know not a wicked person. In other words, God don't know a wicked person. That's what it says. Whoso privately slandereth his neighbor, him will I cut off. Him that hath an high look and a proud heart will not I suffer. Don't think you're better than somebody else. Pride goes before destruction and the haughty spirit before fall. When you get to thinking you're better than somebody else, you, you're too good. Way too good. Humble yourself. Humble yourself before the hand of God. And, 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 and God loves a, a broken and a humble spirit. God loves that. And fake humbleness is no good either. Humility's got to be genuine. Got to be genuine. John chapter 14. One through seven. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Who's he talking to? He's talking to the church. He's talking to the people of God. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there ye may be also. Folks, I mean, we got so many precious promises in this book that I don't know. We all make mistakes. We all fail. We all come up short. I'm not, I'm not trying to t tell you that I'm perfect because I'm not. I've got the same problems that you have. This flesh. Everybody carrying it around with them. And, and, and I'm not telling you that it don't have desires. You got to squash them. Got to get rid of the desires of the flesh. 
and do the will of God. Because I want to be in that place. I want to hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And whether I go, ye know. And the way ye know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest. And how can we know the way? We talk about doubting Thomas. You ever have those problems? Does ever any time a doubt comes in? Is there any time the fear hits the life? If you don't say yes, you're telling a lie. Because we all do. We all have problems like that. If you don't, you be gone. God's going to take you. If you get to too near perfect, he's going to take you out of here one way or the other. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way. I am the way. And I am the truth. And the life. No man or woman, child, whatever, no person, no man can cometh unto the Father but by me. You got to have Jesus in your heart. If you had known me, you should have known my Father also. And from henceforth, listen to what it says now. Real close what it says. You know him. Henceforth, you know him. And you have seen him. What's he saying? You're looking right at him. That's what he's telling them. You're looking right at him. You don't have to worry about it. You're looking at him. You, you know him, and you know you've seen him. So, uh, so I'm telling you that we know that Jesus Christ is the one that's going to spit, split the eastern sky, and he's going to call us home one day. We know that for sure. Praise God. Now we're going to skip down to the 27th verse. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You don't have to be fearful nor afraid of the world. Don't be troubled by what's going on around you. The political situation in our world is terrible. More hatred in this world than I've ever seen. The more lying and cheating I've ever seen. But don't, don't let your heart be troubled. God's got everything under control. Before he's coming back, there's a lots of things that's going to take place that we're not going to like. And I, you can say what you want to, 
but God's got it under control. Yes, Whoever's supposed to be in that office is going to be in that office to fulfill what he wants done. So don't worry about it. Philippians 4, 7. I'm about through. I want you to understand that God still, still loves you. Even with all of our mistakes, with all of our failure, without all of even sin, God still loves you. All he's wanting, all he's ever wanted is for our heart to have our heart. Totally our heart. My heart belongs to him. My, my soul belongs to him. I want me to belong to him. My life, I want it to be pleasing unto him. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your heart and minds. How? Through Jesus, Christ Jesus. Ain't no way in this world you can have peace of mind except through him. All the troubles in this world, all the struggles we have, all the battles we have, there's no way we can have peace of mind except through Jesus Christ. But through him, we can have all that. Matthew 12, 34 through 37. O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? Out, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. You see, God knows your heart. A good man out of the goodness, out of the good treasures of the heart bringeth forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasures bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that man shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Be careful, little tongue, what you say. Be careful, little tongue, what you say. Because you don't know, but there's a God up in heaven that's looking down from above. I ask the question, is there anything in this world worth being lost over? No. We can gain all of the riches, have all kinds of jewelry, and we're so proud that we have all these things, and we want to look good we put on stuff to try to make us look good. And all it does is cover up the beauty of holiness. Yeah. 
put on things that shouldn't have on. But if you don't want to be lost, you need to give God not just part of your heart, but all of it. All your heart. He's not going to accept anything less. God's not going to accept anything less. We use every excuse in the book, or some folks do, to not come to church when it should be a joy, a joy to be able to come to church. There's the reason why there's folks over in the other countries getting all kind of miracles and signs and wonders. They're willing to lay down their life in order to be in church. We have the opportunity to come. Well, I, I just don't have the money. I just don't have this. I don't have that. Well, a lot of people, it, it's your priorities. You know. If I have to quit drinking sodas to be in church, I'll drink, quit drinking sodas. Instead of eating steaks, I'll eat bony. Whatever it takes. Well, I guarantee you if you get hungry, you'll eat it. And you'll be glad to have it. You see, we're spoiled. I said we're spoiled. If I've got to turn the heat up a little bit on my air conditioning to cut the electric bill to be here, I'm going to do it. Because I'm going to be in church by the help and the grace of God. That's right. I, ain't, I, I don't make no excuses. I love being in the house of God. I've been, been, been in church for now just about 67 years. My wife's been over 67. And uh, we just don't miss church. She's got to be real bad in order to stay home. Sometimes even cries because she can't come. Now the folks, just any excuse will do. I don't feel good. Well, if I didn't come when I didn't feel good, I probably wouldn't come at all. Because I got pain all the time. But you know what? I'm going to have pain there. I'm going to have pain here. Maybe God will heal me when I come here. Maybe I can get my healing. You, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to put him first. He's my priority. He's the one I want to serve above all. And I, my wife's second. I try to take good care of her. Her and I, neither one will be here long. The Lord tarries, 
I'm just praying the Lord to come back and take us. I just want to feel that other urn surge out of here. I've had dreams of it. And they were so real. I want to feel it for real. I want to look around and see who's going with me. I'm nibby. You know what I'm saying? But it's your heart. Your heart makes all the difference in the world. As every head is bowed, every eye is closed, every heart's open to God. Right now, I'm asking you, I'm asking you, please don't, don't let anything, don't let anything get in your heart. Don't let anything get a hold of your heart and become first in your life. This pleasures of the world is going to pass away. All the treasures you get is going to pass away. There's nothing worth losing your soul over. We need to put God first. If you're here and you feel like that maybe you need to come and pray, I'm asking you to get up out of your seat and make your way down to an altar of prayer. your heart your heart God knows your heart God knows your life I don't know it but God knows it I don't want to see one of my family like